Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast episode of Single Plus. My name is Daria White. Hope you all are doing well and had a great Memorial Day weekend, especially if you are in the States. But welcome to everyone who listens from all over the world. And today's topic is a very, very common one. We're going to be talking about loneliness, overcoming loneliness and thriving as a single. And I know for a lot of us, this is a season where we just absolutely hate it. It feels like a punishment and it feels like, God, when is it going to end? And it's it's a legitimate feeling. I, I would never again dismiss anyone who feels the pain of loneliness and you're wanting to share your life with someone. You don't want to spend holidays alone. You don't want to spend just even the regular days alone. I mean, forget holidays. I mean, you don't even like spending just a regular June 1st alone or an April 12th alone or a September 16th alone. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a holiday. You just want someone to spend your life with genuinely. And that is a feeling that a lot of singles have, men and women. I think we tend to hear it more from the women because women were more vocal about these things. But men, they go through it too, ladies. So don't feel like you're the only one. Men go through it too. He may express it differently, but there are some Christian men out there who feel lonely. But how do we combat this? How do we overcome this feeling that seems to have all of us trapped? It seems to have all of us stuck. Well, I think we need to get to the root of it. I think we really need to ask ourselves, okay, why do I feel lonely in this moment? Do I need to have a conversation with a friend? Do I need to do something fun that I enjoy? Do I need to reflect and ask God, okay, God, where is this coming from? Where did this stem from? Because a lot of times we think that loneliness has to do with our present, but sometimes we are experiencing loneliness because there are other voids that may need to be filled. And we think it's a relationship, but honestly, that may not even be the case. And I know with me, the times that I did feel lonely, and I know we hear it all the time, and some may say it's cliche, some may think, yes, I know, be in God's presence, yes, I know, get in the word, yes, I know, spend time with the Lord. But let's not treat the presence of God as common, you all. Let's not let's not say it so flippantly like that. Spending time with the Lord no, it is it no, it probably won't change the current situation. I'm not saying that you're going to spend time with the Lord and then boom, you leave your quiet time and you've met your spouse there right outside the door. I'm not saying that, but there is a level of peace that comes being in the presence of God. There is a level of reassurance that comes from being with the Lord. And then you just feel for lack of a better word, you just feel just engulfed in him. Like he just feels every single part of you. And it doesn't necessarily have to be relationship related where, you know, you're longing for the connection with someone else. But let's just flip it a little bit. You know, God longs for deep connection with you. I think if a lot of us and I'm not saying all of us, because a lot of us are prioritizing our relationships with God right now. And just because you're prioritizing your relationship with God doesn't mean that you're never going to feel lonely again. Doesn't mean that you're never going to desire a relationship ever again. But I think the focus is different. If your sole focus is getting out of singleness and wanting to be married and wanting to be engaged and wanting to be in a relationship that leads to marriage, if that's your sole focus, you are going to find yourself focusing on that thing way more than you need to. Now, it's okay to visit that thought like, you know what, God, I would like to be married. You know what, God, I would like to spend my life with someone. But until then, I'm going to focus on what you have for me. I'm going to continue to grow. I'm going to continue to serve in the areas that you call me to serve. Seriously, like thriving as a single doesn't mean that you never think about marriage. It just means that you know where you are. 
you embrace where you are and you're like, okay, Lord, until this changes, I'm going to keep living my life. I'm not going to put my life on hold. I'm not going to put my life on pause until my spouse shows up. That way I can fully live my life. Why not do it now? The vacation you want to take with your spouse, take it. Go ahead and take it now. That way, when you do get married, you can show your spouse, you know what? Let me take you on the trip that I took as a single. You know, let me show you the places that I went to. Go ahead and have the experience now. Wherever it is that you've always wanted to do, do it now. I've talked about that before in previous episodes, but I think a lot of us, we, we forget that. Life life is still going on right now. And I know there may be something like, well, Dari, that's easy for you to say because you're engaged. Well, I'm going to dismiss and dispel that right now because I think a lot of married Christians feel like they can't speak to Christian singles because some people will think, well, you don't, well, you don't understand. So I can't listen to you because you don't understand what it is that I'm going through. Can I remind you, every married person was single before. Some were single for longer. Some weren't, as some weren't single for that long. But that doesn't mean that they don't understand certain experiences. Now, are they in your current season? No, but that doesn't mean that God can't give them the insight to speak into your situation. And shoot, let's not forget Paul because Paul talked a lot about marriage and Paul wasn't even married. So if we're going to dismiss people just for the sake of, well, you don't have that, so you can't tell me anything, you never know the wisdom that God can give somebody. Now, yes, it is nice to take counsel from someone who is in the same boat as you, not negating that, but let's not dismiss other people in different seasons of life because you know like well it's just hard for me to hear you I actually loved listening to married couples when I was when I was still you know not in a relationship because technically until marriage is you know definite you know (laughs) either single or married so I'm in the between stage I'm at the engaged phase but I actually loved listening to married couples on this topic because it's like, I want to be where they are. It's like, why would you take advice from someone that you wouldn't want to trade places with? Why would you take advice from someone who it doesn't look like, okay, yeah, they're saying all of this, but has their advice been proven? And I'm not saying that my advice is foolproof. I definitely have had to give this area to the Lord and it definitely took time. It took time. And when it comes to this topic of loneliness, there were days, there were days where I felt it. There were days where it was really, really heavy. And God just drew me back to his presence, you all. There's nothing like the presence of God. So let that be the first place that you run to. Let that be the first place that you go to. And then second, I would honestly, honestly ask yourself, okay, am I in my calling completely. What is it that God has called you to do? We've talked about that before in previous episodes where the difference between purpose and calling. And in my personal opinion, all of us as believers have the same purpose to know God and to make him known in the earth. That's, I believe, every purpose of the believer. But the calling is a little bit more specific. Some of you maybe feel called to the ministry. Others of you, maybe maybe you're called to the medical field. Some of you are called to law. Others may be called in the entertainment industry. Some may maybe are called into the book industry. Whatever it may be, that may be your specific calling that God uses to make him known in the earth. Because people are seeing how you live your life as a believer on that job, in that business, in that you know, philanthropy project, whatever it is that you're doing. So are you tapping into that now? And when I was uh, currently not in a relationship, I found myself getting more involved in ministry. God taught me how to 
learn the piano all over again in my 20s I was like wow I asked God I asked him to give it back to me I hadn't touched the piano since I was a kid and God gave it back to me in my early 20s early to mid 20s and I started to play and I was before I knew it I was the lead musician at my church for about five years so God can very well use this time of singleness to maximize the talents that he's given you to where you're making an impact. Not only that, God also, I, I found myself wanting to pursue books and my love for storytelling. God had me in that arena and now writing and producing content that everyone can enjoy with the family. You don't have to wash your eyes after you read the book. You don't have to like, OK, that was a bit out there. You, you can read quality entertainment, you can read a good love story, you can read a good mystery, and you can have that without worrying about all the other stuff that we see in TVs and movies nowadays. So I feel called to that area to where God is using me to bring and take back some things in the book industry and in the entertainment industry, because where do we get concepts for movies and TV shows? Somebody's writing them. So if God can use me as a writer, who knows how far that'll go? I don't know. It would be cool to see it in a series on TV or even a movie. I don't know. That's up to God for the outcome. I'm just putting in the work and then expanding my author business. I ended up starting to teach and create online courses for fellow authors. And when I see the impact that it's making on them and they're encouraged and they're finding their unique writing pace and they're finding their unique writing rhythm. And I'm seeing like, wow, I never would have done that had I been solely focused on Dari, you're not married. And yes, I did have to deal with people talking. I understand. I completely understand. But the testimony of this now, the testimony of it now as I stand on the brink of being a married woman. The testimony is, thank you, God, that I didn't settle. Thank you, God, that I didn't allow loneliness to talk me into going back to a relationship that was fruitless, that had no purpose, that had no point. Thank you, God, that I didn't allow those feelings to overwhelm me to the point to where I felt like giving up completely. Thank you, Lord, that you surrounded me with godly community and friends where we could encourage each other, which is why I'm an ambassador for the Christian Singles Hub, because we are in community with each other and we're encouraging one another in this season. Who knows how long it will last? Some singles may only be single for the next few years. Some of you may be longer. I don't know. But I'm telling you, had I met my fiance two years ago, I mean, it is going on two years. But let's back it up even further. If I had met him even three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, neither one of us would have been ready. I know for me, I would not have been ready. God was working on me about some things, some really hard things that I had to face, some hard things that I had to leave at the altar and surrender to him, things that I had to heal from, things that I had to grow from. And I'm so glad. It's weird to say it now, but I'm so grateful for my 12 years of singleness. I had not been in a relationship since 2009. I didn't meet my future husband until 2021. 2021. Yes, there were guys in between that I talked to, but nothing ever came of it. It always fizzled out. Either he dropped off the face of the earth, ghosted, or we just decided, you know what, let's just go our separate ways. We know we're better off as friends or you know what, this isn't going to work out. It always fizzled out. And yeah, I did take that rejection personally. Yeah, I did feel the loneliness. Yes, I felt like, okay, God, what, what what's going on here? I'm trying to live right. I'm trying to keep you first. I'm trying to seek your kingdom. Like your word says, it doesn't make sense when you're in a storm. It doesn't make sense when you're in a storm. But when you're on the other side of it, it will make complete, 
perfect sense. I remember listening to Pastor Jerry, and I may have mentioned it in, another, in another episode, but it comes to mind now. When you collide with the will of God for your life, it'll make so much sense why other stuff didn't work out. The nights that you cried for a past relationship that you thought was going to make it, but it didn't. When you do collide finally with the will of God for your life, it's going to make so much sense why it did not work out. And as I take this time in these last couple of months before my wedding and I'm reflecting like, wow, God, it makes so much sense why you didn't allow this earlier. And I'm grateful that we serve a loving father who's willing to tell us no or he's willing to tell us to wait. And I know that waiting, I know that waiting is difficult, especially when you see others who appear to be going before you, especially when you see everybody else and it looks like they're getting it and not you. And you're like, okay, Lord, I know some stuff about this person. How come they got it and I didn't? I'm trying to live right. Don't get caught up in what other people are doing. You stay in your own lane. God has the perfect story for you. And when you collide with it, only he'll be able to get the glory. There is no other person who's getting the glory on my wedding day. Absolutely no one. And yes, there'll be food. Yes, there'll be fun. Yes, my family will be coming together. His family will be coming and it'll be a big celebration with both families. But my number one desire of this wedding is for the Holy Spirit to be encountered. And for the family members who I have that may, that may still be carnal or some may not even be saved at all, I want them to encounter the presence of God at my wedding. And I had to grow into that mentality because previously I wanted to be married for the sake of loneliness. I wanted to be married because I was afraid of being alone. I wanted to be married because I was tired of everybody else asking me, when are you going to get married? But now my whole desire for marriage has changed. Now I see, okay, God, my marriage will not be my own. <laughs> it's crazy, but your marriage will not be your own. As believers, our lives are not our own. So why would our marriage be our own? Our marriage, our marriages are designed to be a stage. And I remember listening to Pastor Jerry too say something along those lines. And it's so powerful. Your marriage, your union should be a stage where people in the earth can see the love of Jesus Christ. That's why the enemy is after it so hard. He doesn't want that picture of Jesus and the bride. He, he doesn't want that because that's going to bring people to the cross. So what does he do? He distorts relationships. He brings brokenness. He brings trauma. He causes division to where it leads to divorce. And he brings confusion into dating to where people don't know how to date anymore and they don't know how to talk to each other anymore. So there's all this confusion, right? And something that was supposed to be simple. <laughs> it was supposed to be so simple. Husbands and wives coming together to be a picture of Jesus Christ and the church and the earth. That was the sole purpose. It's still the sole purpose. It hasn't changed. But we live in a world that has its own agenda and we've bought into the lies of the enemy. So if you're dealing with loneliness right now, I encourage you to take that to the Lord. And then to ask like, you know what, God, what is it that I can focus on right now with my calling? What is it? What is it that I can focus on right now? And then three, find different things that you can do that you love. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a different hobby you want to try out. Maybe it's a different recreational activity that you want to try out. Maybe you want to travel to some place that you've never been before. Enjoy your life now. And then four, finally, I would say, is to be in community. 
continue to meet new people, continue to put yourself out there. That's why, again, I advocate for the Christian Singles Hub. We have a Facebook group that you're more than welcome to request to join. There's over 6,000 members now. It has grown so much in these last couple of years. And you will definitely be in a space where you will meet like-minded people who are on the exact same road as you are, but we're pursuing Jesus. We're seeking his kingdom first. And if you meet someone along the way as you're living your life and as you're thriving as a single, good for you. I hope and pray that for everyone that is listening, men and women listening. But realize that our sole purpose in the earth is to give God glory, to make his name known, to know him for ourselves. So I hope and pray that that has encouraged you today. So Lord, thank you for those that are listening right now. Father, we bind the lies of loneliness and it's okay, Father, to feel it. But I don't believe you want us to stay there. I don't believe you want us to wallow. I don't believe you want us to get down on ourselves. I don't believe you want us, Lord, to just allow to, to, you don't want it to consume us, Father. So I pray for comfort right now. I pray, Lord, for the men and women listening, that your presence would just intervene right now. And that you would make your, that they would become aware of your presence. That when they feel lonely, Father, I pray in that moment, that that's when your presence becomes even more evident to where they realize they are not alone. They have never walked alone. They have never been abandoned. You are their inheritance. You are their strength and their shield. And they can be confident that you go before them, that they that you are their deliverer. That song comes to mind right now. We have never walked alone, God. Every trial, every failure, Father, you have been there for us every step of the way. And I thank you, God, that even in marriages, even in engagements, even for the relationships, I believe that you're going to bring together, Father. I've seen it. I've seen the evidence, Father, just within these first few months of this year alone, how couples are coming together. People that I have known for the last couple of years who were single and now they're engaged or now they're in, you know, kingdom marriages, Lord God. Lord, you're doing it. You're doing it. I don't know why for some it happens sooner than later, but Lord, you are bringing kingdom relationships together. And I believe that, Father. So I pray, Lord, for those whose faith is weakening in this area, that you would increase their faith with this, that they would increase it, Father, that they would just hold on, Lord, that they would not give up, that they would not settle, that they would not believe the lies, that they're meant to be by themselves forever. Father, I pray that they just embrace your plan, whatever that looks like. Whatever your plan is, Father, I pray that they would just embrace that. That they would embrace it, embrace you, realizing, Lord, that you have their best interests at heart. You do. You do. You care about the details. You care about the desires of our hearts, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord, that no matter what it looks like, we will praise you. No matter what it looks like, that we will give you glory. No matter what it looks like, that we would worship right here. I'm reminded of the sermon series by Pastor Michael Todd. Here is holy, that we would worship right here here in singleness, here with no prospects, here, Father, and it looks like nothing is happening, that we would worship right here, despite the pain, despite the, despite the disappointments, that we would worship right here, that we would stay focused right here, that we would fulfill our callings right here. I thank you, Lord, that you're doing it, and I thank you for what you are going to do, because you always, always come through. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much for listening. Subscribe if you have not already to the podcast. Also follow on Instagram at MySinglePlus. And if you are looking for godly community, there's the Christian Singles Hub request to join the Facebook group. And you will definitely be blessed and encouraged. So you all stay safe out there. Have a great rest of your day and week. And I'll talk to you all next time. Have a good one. Bye.